is called the future app. And the future app is designed, okay? So this is the journaling, goal setting, um, some other tools and stuff we have inside there. But this is about being able to create a, a vision of your future that is so strong, okay? But every time you think about slipping back, every time you think about being a drunk, every time you think about moving too far forward, like working at an excessive rate, you can get back to this future that you're building. It's your target, you know, out there. But for me, I was able to create a future that I could touch, I could feel, I could taste, and I could smell. So every time I thought about quitting, I remember why I was doing what I was doing. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your hosts, Nate and Brian, are hanging out with you again. And man, are we looking forward to part two, the conclusion of Mark Jennison with I Am A Comeback. It's going to be a great episode, and we are really excited to invite Mark back onto the show. Before we do that, though, Brian and I are going to spend just a minute or two breaking down the ideas for ourselves, and uh, we turn to Brian for a quote. A quick minute or two, you know what I mean? Because the feedback on Mark Jennison, first episode... Yeah, we get hot. it. Hot. You're not here for us. Hot we, like fun. Yeah, you guys don't want to hear us <laughs> at all. I, get, I may have even gotten a text or two that said, can you guys skip the intro next week? That'd be cool. <laughs> can I just get that dropped early? Oh, like? I'm sorry. Nate sent that to me. <laughs> we've had this is this we've had more requests for, for part two, for a bootleg copy of part two than any other two-part episode we've done. Random people that I had never spoken to before texted me online could i get an early release of part two and of course we did not do that i said absolutely i'll send it to you next monday morning <laughs> i got your back thanks for the support hey did you write us a review no okay i, I can't help you i'm sorry <laughs> anyway let's go to brian with our quote yes life is thickly sown with thorns and i know no other remedy than to pass quickly through them the longer we dwell on our misfortunes the greater is their power to harm us. Voltaire. Whew, man, I wasn't expecting so deep, but this you is another I mean? deep episode, so why not? It let's, really is. And <laughs> let's go like, into uh, it. <laughs> you know, but candidly speaking, I, I signed up for Mark's uh, eight-week. I don't even know what it is. What is it, an introductory thing? Boot camp? I haven't started it yet. I, I signed up finally yesterday. Nice. Had a chat with him yesterday morning and... Every time I talk to him, I'm like, I got to sign up for this thing and just, you know, see what it's about. Here we go. Not many more successful people I know than Ken Goodrich, and he highly, highly, highly recommends it um, in terms of, like, business success, personal finance, and then the transformation, physical transformation. And he talks about the, you know, the faith transformation, family transformation. Um, he told me that in, in person, so I won't go into all that for him, but it's all... It's all stuff that I would like to transform. I don't feel good enough in, in my work. I don't feel good enough on this podcast. I don't feel good enough as a husband, as a father, as a VP of sales for this organization, as a mentor for so many men and a handful of women here. Um, I need to step my game up. So if Mark's going to help me do that, 
it's five thousand dollars. It was money money well spent for me. Uh, not easily parted with, but <laughs> hopefully well spent. Um, I used to spend so many thousands of dollars a year on personal development, and even like the you know like vertical track the authority brands convention, all these conventions we've been to this year, company paid for it. You know, like I'm not even paying for that. So, so how much am I financially, am I investing in my development, which is something I've been doing since 2004. Like everything, everything is like so free anymore outside of buying some audio books. Um, I'm not really investing much. So I'll, as I was talking to my wife about spending that money, it was like, we just came to the conclusion that I don't really do that anymore. And I feel like I develop a lot faster when I do it. So, well, nothing, I mean, nothing worth achieving or accomplishing is free. There's always cost involved, Yeah. whether it's in relationships, whether it's in development with it, whether it's in, in your career or a physical goal or whatever, there's always a cost associated. Nothing that comes free is worthwhile. I mean, outside of like a gift gift, but yeah, but even, where are you getting that gift from? Probably a relationship you've invested in. Right. There's nothing free. No free lunches. Anyway, let's pass quickly through this intro, like Voltaire says, to, to pass quickly through your problems. Uh, bef- before we do, I want to read a review. I'm, I've been trying to read them in order, and I'm probably seven or eight back. Um, so I apologize to the people in, in line that I'm skipping over. But this So we're going to spend the next 15 minutes going to the reviews? We're, we're going to read all of them. <laughs> Just what no, people want Don't to start hear. skipping forward yet, audience. <laughs> Kieran O'Brien. Hey, Brian. Just want to thank yourself and Nate for the podcast. I live in Melbourne, Australia, and own a plumbing, electrical, and HVAC business. And your podcast opened up my eyes to the full potential of our industry for myself and my team. Since listening to you guys, we have had some of our biggest months ever. I can't wait to continue learning more from you guys on a weekly basis. Keep it up, legends. He threw the little prayer uh, muscle arm and fire emoji. Oh, love those emojis. I literally tell everyone I meet about it. It's so good. Keep it up. Nice. Well, hey, we appreciate the international mention there. That's uh, yeah, that's, awesome. that's what's up. I told him, <laughs> I, I said, I, we were wondering where all the Australia downloads are coming from. And he said, uh, yeah, he, he promotes the heck out of the podcast in Australia. So there you go. Yeah. Appreciate will, that. Kieran, if I'm saying that right, K-I-E-R-E-N. And we will spare all attempts at Australian accents. Uh, I was going to. I was no. going to do my Chopper. No, nobody. Nobody wants Dude, that. One of, quietly, one of my all-time favorite movies is Chopper. It's uh, it's about a... I don't even know what you'd say. It's about Eric Bana plays like a, a, a an Australian gangster. And uh, I haven't seen it in like 10 years, so I probably shouldn't talk too much about it because I'm probably it was probably New Zealand or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. This, is going, sure. this is going the right direction. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> South African. <laughs> Some is uh, Eric Bana was a... Was a Australian like gangster named Chopper and it was just such a ridiculously awesome it's pretty dark I don't recommend watching it with the kiddos but it's a really good good flick and I immediately started hearing his accent in that movie when I was reading Kieran's review I actually heard it in Eric Bana's thickest Australian accent voice so if you haven't seen that check out Chopper don't watch it with the kids and uh, let's move on with it buddy Moving on, we are going to be inviting Mark Jennison to return to your passenger seat.
Hey, we're going to pick up here where we left off last week. Mark was right in the middle of explaining some great things about his comeback story, as well as being a liar and preventing yourself from being a liar. And we're just going to join right into the conversation with just a little bit of a pickup from last week's episode. So you have some context. So my name is Mark Jennison. I'm the founder and creator of I'm a Comeback. Um, I know that you sent an email for me to keep it kind of PG, so I won't use any cuss words. But um, <laughs> I was a man who literally needed to stop lying. Uh, from 27 to 33, I owned a trucking company. I mean, if we back all the way up to my, the time I was a kid, man, I, I came from a really rough upbringing, parents fighting, nobody wanted me, abandoned. Just life was not good for me. Mom and dad literally fought and kicked and scrapped, you know, screamed and beat each other. It was just awful. And no money, cars getting repossessed. And just your basic white trash neighborhood, right? Long story short, who am I? I'm a man. My story's not one of like sadness or depression or darkness. It's one of redemption and victory and courage and understanding that the gifts that I inherently have and that I've got from God or the universe or spirits were the very things that can liberate men. So today... I've been able to help over 10,000 men gain control of their life, their thoughts, their, their emotions, their actions over whatever problem is that they're facing, whatever obstacle that it is. And typically, you can find at the core of that there's one tool that everyone uses a little too much, which is alcohol. So if you were to go look me up online, you would see I am a comeback um, that helps businessmen, lawyers, doctors, pilots, guys like that help gain control of their alcohol. But really, the truth is that's just a marketing point. But the truth is the alcohol is never the problem. It's the solution. People just trust me because they see that dark story that I had. All right, so inside of all this, I don't matter. Brian don't matter. Ken don't matter. Your dad doesn't matter. People, nobody matters. You literally just compare yourself to him. He's your friend for a reason. He don't care if you're ignorant or say what you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys are homies for a reason. But the reality is this, right? You're telling yourself stories of lies in comparison to someone else. These things that you have wrapped up in your mind or that are stopping you from, from doing the things you are are not, they're just stories. But isn't that, isn't that part story. of man? Like, isn't that part of manhood? Don't we always look for the hero to relate ourselves to? So the, the hero's journey, right? Well, Nate, why can't you be the hero? And what, what, so you're looking at what is a hero? Is it, is it Rambo? Is that your version of the hero? No. Maybe, maybe, maybe the hero is somebody who is an introvert. Like, dude, you, I am no better than you. You are no better than me, but you can be your best self. And you can only become your best self by becoming the hero that you were meant to be. To your kids, you are their first superhero, right? They look to you. Part of my patterns, part of my habits, part of the pain that I came through is I look to the wrong hero. So I will give you that to that point. But the reality is when you can understand, you can create anything to the vision that you want by going all in on you and questioning everything you know about yourself, the real hero emerges. In order for the real you, the most authentic you, and that's the word that you're after, like, I'm an introvert too, believe it or not. It's just, I really am. And I realized, though, to be the man that I want to be, I can't just hide. So I have to learn. I have to skill up. I have to take pieces from other people. I have to learn from books and audios and coaches and all these different things to create the man that I want to be because I think that the life that I'm after can be great. My grades can be different than yours. So when you have that comparison with Brian, like, you know, he's better at talking and this and that, dude, you're already beat. I think you're a great talker. As a matter of fact, Brian hasn't even talked on this call. <laughs> right? So what is the story you're telling yourself? And we'll go back to those three words. Stop 
fucking lying, man. Stop. So, Mark, if, if we're going to if we're going to rebuild ourselves, sorry. like if we're going to strip strip ourselves down and try to identify the lies and we're going to, you know, break the habits and, and everything else that has kind of gotten us to this place. How do we reform ourselves in a safe way? One, that we don't go too extreme, right? We're, we're like, all right, you know what? Nothing's going to hold me back anymore. And we turn into this just monster in a bad way. Or two, that we don't somehow allow ourselves to settle uh, for something that is less than what we could be. Like if we're starting at base level and we've stripped everything down and we've come back to, you know, the moldable clay, so to speak, how do we know that we're going to get back to or better than where we were before? So I like to focus on definitive outcome. There's actually having, having a place to go, right? Goals and all these different things to get there. You mentioned the word of being a monster. Excuse me. There's a lot of dudes that do that. Um, all they do is they, they switch their like their pain to like a rage and they just destroy everything in their path. Um, and they work so hard and typically they throw all that energy into businesses. They forget about the wife, they forget about their kids and they forget about anything else other than how am I just going to make money on the man because it feels so good. It's like a emotional just, I, I guess, recharge of just life. I was going to use some bad words there, so I couldn't, I didn't want to lose that one. Um, what you're asking me, like, like, how do you not do it? You have to have, you have to have something to live by, like an operating system. So what we developed, or I developed, is for me because I did that, right? I was obsessed with everything. I was obsessed with drinking, obsessed with lying, obsessed with money, obsessed with going out, obsessed with just everything. Obsession to the highest form, and I am that monster inside. But I had to pick these pockets of life where I needed to absolutely crush and dominate. We call them the comeback seven. So faith, finances, family, fitness, future, freedom, and foundation. Faith in my program simply means believing something you can't see. So what you need to do is put yourself in a position where you can see yourself in your most powerful, authentic self. That every day you think about going back or slipping back or discipline, lax or whatever happens, you're able to keep at the forefront of your mind, tell them the top of mind awareness, this is where I'm going, this is who I am, this is who I want to be. The second one is your finances, right? You have to continue to work on that thing every day because that drives the man. These are meant to be worked in a certain way. You and I both know you can't build the life you want sitting on the sidelines. You have to play all in. What does that look like to your level? So making sure you're in the right career, make sure you're doing the right thing, make sure you're making the right money, make sure you have the right team, make sure you have the right organization. Then the third F is your family. And why that's meant to be worth third, even though it's the most important piece, is because you can't take care of your family if you don't take care of yourself, and you can't take, you can't keep a roof over your kids' heads without, like with hugs, it doesn't work that way. So with the family, it's about going above and beyond, setting these benchmarks every day to get these like KPIs in it. So for me, one of the things I do every, almost every day, it's been a little bit lacking lately to have stuff going on, but almost every single day I'll send my wife a video. I could leave and be 10 minutes down the road and I make a personalized video to let her know that she's with me, let her know I'm thinking about her, that I'm playing all in on it. Ooh, that Four personalized video. Free. That's clutch, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to be stealing that one Son later today. Yeah. <laughs> Nate, write that down. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> the fourth F is your fitness, right? So for many men, um, they eat like crap, they drink too much, they sedate, and as you get, you know, 35, 40 years old, you stop taking care of yourself. It's, it's not so much about what you look like, as it's about working on yourself enough every day to not die. So setting KPIs inside that. So those first four Fs are pretty, pretty normal, right? Believe in yourself, make some money, uh, take care of your wife and your kids, go above and beyond stuff that's just not normal, and then make sure that you're getting an optimal health. Where this thing gets spicy and how it's able to keep on track when you start slipping backwards, is the next F, which is called the future F. 
and the future app is designed. Okay, so this is the journaling, goal setting, um, some other tools and stuff we have inside there. But this is about being able to create a, a vision of your future that is so strong. Okay, so every time you think about slipping back, every time you think about being a drunk, every time you think about moving too far forward, like working at an excessive rate, you can get back to this future that you're building. It's your target, you know, out there. But for me, I was able to create a future that I could touch, I could feel, I could taste, and I could smell. So every time I thought about quitting, I remember why I was doing what I was doing. After you've been able to do that, every day we work on what's called the Freedom app. So the Freedom app is actually three stages. First level is stopping the stuff that slows you down. Drinking, drugs, cheating, gambling, TV, Instagram, like whatever service level thing. The second level of that is understanding why you've been doing everything you've been doing. Talk, tying all the way back to the beginning of this conversation almost an hour ago, right? the who, who am I, why am I, and where am I? Understanding directly where you're at in your freedom app. And then the third app, is, or the third part of that freedom app is creating the life that you want, right? Having it all. It's the have it all lifestyle. And when you can understand what have it all means to you and you have this quantifiable system, you build the seven app, which is called the foundation. It's basically a KPI, a personal track record, a stack track measure and win everything you do each day, okay? So what does that mean in simple terms? Literally being able to grade and like commit every day to these small actions that create massive momentum so that you can be on track for a definitive outcome of where you're going. Because I know that I can get off course. I don't build a house. I don't just go out here and build a, dig a hole and start building a house. Maybe you would in the 1800s, right? But over time, you realize it gets easier when you have the right tools, when you have the right, the, the blueprints, the, the map, and everything there. Why would you operate your life without a blueprint? It's an operating system, something that you can stand by every day. So when you get up, it actually removes the thinking because you have a framework to be resilient through everything that's coming your way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So run through those seven again real quick. Faith, finances, family, fitness, future freedom and foundation. So the first four, I thought you had a term for them earlier. Did you call them something separate? No, just the comeback seven is what we call them. Okay. So there's seven left. But the first four are, are where I would imagine where most problems uh, are occurring when somebody comes to you. Is that right? Yeah. Those are like the core four, right? Those are really just the problems. The guys don't believe in themselves. You know, they're disconnected from the world, from God, from themselves. They're the pain and the shame is in the faith of the second one in their, their careers, it works both ways, actually. You get a lot of guys that make too much money and they're just bored, and you get guys that, that are struggling. And you get guys right in the middle who just want more, right? So it's actually three. Uh, third F is in your family. Typically, when they come into my world, the relationship is not good. It's just not good. Um, something bad has happened. She's not been taken care of. She's been put to the side. They're not present with their kids. I mean, I, can, I can't tell you how many dads used to not tuck in their kids because they were afraid their kids were going to smell the alcohol in their breath. Right? So they're actually missing time, missing moments, missing memories because they're choosing to drink over it. And obviously their fitness is, we'll just use Ken, 325 pounds. They matter how much money you made, he was obese. Right. Well, Mark, this is a fascinating conversation. I was wondering if you could share some stories and you could change some names of where people found themselves, you know, coming to meet with you and then where they've ended up now. As far as like what type of results? Yeah. Yeah, man. So I'll just go through a couple. Obviously, Ken has shared his stuff on it. He's been on your show enough times to be able to do that. Um, I just sent my video guy, or 
my marketing guy out to New York and Boston to do a couple things, uh, a couple testimonial videos for some new movies that we're making on the inside of my, my world. Um, but this one guy that we went to, he'd been with me for about two years and he came out of DUIs. His business was doing about 10, he's an HVAC guy, actually. Business was doing okay. Um, he's about to buy it. He's been able to take the business, I think, closer to 20 million in revenue. But he came from being fat, overweight. It's all the same story. Not present with his kid. We actually interviewed his kid, and the kid said he hated his dad, and now they're like best friends. Uh, the other guy that we went to his house here, his little son, who's nine years old, so he's been with us for now three or four years, said the way that my dad um, acted devastated me. Now I have a dad back. He doesn't stink. He plays with me. Uh, and then that guy went on. He's, he's making mid six to almost seven figures in his career that he does. I, I could go on and on. Everyone gets the same result. Not from a surface level, like outside what they what they get. They get the results of what they're after. Literally, if you want to change your life, and I'm not the only coach out there, but for a man who understands the language and speaks the way that I am, I can take you from broke, busted, disgusted, feeling like you're lethargic, weak, and playing small in your life to having it all. That's simple. I Nobody like, can do it better than me. Go ahead. I love the confidence, right? You got that first F really dialed in there. <laughs> is the, uh, is the eight-week course, is that the standard startup place? So, so basically the eight weeks is what we call, it's basically a boot camp, right? I've got to get you to that moldable place. I've got to get you to that spot. And it takes a little bit of time when you're dealing with new habits and routines. So about three weeks. And when the guys come in, we can get the drink under control and get the line, get the drugs, kind of get it calmed down. Um, but typically it's guys that are drinking. But those first six weeks, you got to remember, most people have been sedating for 20 years, 30 years of their life. It's, it's such a habit that they start thinking different, seeing different, like food tastes different. They look at themselves and they're getting a total swarm of just like new chaos in their life. So the first six to eight weeks are truly designed to get you to the spot to be ready and open and accepting that you could actually have more in your life. So yeah, the first six weeks is more like that. When I talked about the freedom app, the surface level thing, the drinking, the drugs, the lying, that stuff. After that, it goes into like building whatever it is you want to build. And Mark, Mark, how do I know I'm ready? How do I know I'm ready to join that? And how do you know I'm ready? So we, it's interesting, man. We get a little over 3,000 applications a month of guys that say, yes, I need help. Like that's a lot. So my clothing numbers are awesome. Out of those 3,000 <laughs> people, we only help about, because it's not really a business, right? We, it's a great question to ask. We only help 50 to 70 guys. Some months, some months in the summer, it seems like guys want to change a little bit more so you get closer to 100 guys. So think about that number. Well, even if we help 100 every month, 2,900 dudes are out there living inside of pain questioning, am I ready? Am I not ready? So the way we know if you're ready or not is we take you through some series of questions and literally at the end of it, we just, we've done such a great job getting you into your pain. We can tell if we can help you, number one, and number two, you'll know for the past three. Without a conversation, because we don't just allow everybody in, it's legit, like there's a wall, there's like a, a entry here. Um, we have to talk to everybody. It's not great for business. I can make a lot more money if I just sold people a bunch of stuff. Right? If I just want to sell stuff, we'd be, I'd be super rich. But since we actually care, we have to select, I'll put it this way. The credit card doesn't qualify. Your character does. Hmm. I like that. So what if I'm, what if I'm, um, some, some of our audience 
don't have any issues with, uh, or at least that I know of, with addiction. I know you would probably beg to differ, as I would as well. Um, but no alcohol, no drugs, nothing like that. But I like what you're saying. Like, I, lo- I love the message, and I think I have a lot more to give and a lot more to get, and I would like your help with that. Is, is that something you guys do as well? Yeah, we, we do. Regardless, at the core, like, I know you said you're thinking about coming and doing work with us. I'd rather have a guy that's not really struggling with alcohol but knows he wants more out of his life. I'm still going to take you through the same process because I, I need you to understand all the stuff that I just talked about for the last hour in a more – in a deeper level, right? So, yeah, more of a personal level. Like really getting to know you a little bit, understanding the business you want to create, understanding what you want to do, putting you around men like yourself. Um, so you don't have to be like in hell to be able to get my help, but you do have to go through boot camp. You can't become a Navy SEAL without going to boot camp, right? You, you got you got it. There's a path and a process you have to take. So some of those people out there, though, I mean, there, there, there are a lot of specific coaches designed. Like we'll use Tony Robbins, for example, right? Like he's design stuff to talk to the everyday person. It works. Men and women. I'm a surgeon. Man, I help men 35 to 60, 65 years old. That's what we do, right? So if someone's out there listening to this, like, yeah, man, I just want a little bit more in my life. I I like the energy he's speaking. They might not even know, because I don't use the word addiction. They might not even know what they're addicted to, but I bet if you look at their lives, they're addicted to something. They're addicted to their patterns, their habits, their routines in their lives. They know. We know. Yeah, you. let's be honest. In the guys you deal with, I mean, most of my friends are guys that do, that probably listen to your show, they all have problems. So just curious, is the 35 a hard line? Uh, no, it's just when I put in my demographic. The reason I did 35 is I didn't take life seriously until, seriously until 35. So we've had guys that are younger, but, I mean, does a 26-year-old kid really truly want one, how bad is the problem? Two, can he relate? Does he have what he wants? So we'll take them on on special cases. But more often than not, there's just something that happens around you know mid-30s when you're really ready to take your life seriously. And then it's a different talk from 35 to like 60. The guys at 60 are like, dude, what are the next 30 years of my life look like? But these other guys that are in their early 30s, mid-30s, they're like, what is this? What do I look like when I'm 60 and how do I make the most of it? So I found in the 20s, those guys don't really take it seriously too much. Yeah, and I'll say, you know, I, um, as Mark knows, as we chatted not too long ago, I'm, I don't have any issues with alcohol. I um, am a recovering addict, or recovered addict, I should say. Um, but I don't, like, have desire to drink or do drugs anymore or anything like that. Myself, but having a conversation with Ken Goodrich, and for those who don't know Ken Goodrich, when he found Mark, he already had a net worth that is most people's life goal. And he well over 10x that net worth as a result of, of getting involved with Mark. And he and I talked for a while, like two hours or something one night. And uh, Ken and I, and he was just talking about my past, which he knows pretty well, and where I grew up and how I grew up. And his advice to me was um, – I'm going to put you in a group chat with Mark. And then he did that. And then Mark and I talked on the phone and then I was kicking around the idea. So I sent Ken a message. Do you really recommend this? Here's, here's the financial commitment, which, you know, it's not all the money in the world, but it's not free. And no, you can be, be honest, right? It's, it's 5k to come through bootcamp, but to, to be clear, right? Like I've got 
my one-on-one guy is paying me a quarter million. So go ahead and finish your, your conversation. Yeah. So, so, um, and his, his exact, you know, this, and this is probably one of the lies I tell myself and he was like digging, Ken was digging into me with this that evening is, um, you know, I was, I was kind of patting myself on a bat on the back where I could be so much more in just about every aspect of my life, maybe every, probably every aspect of my life. Um, certainly the seven things you mentioned, but you know, I was patting myself on the back a little bit for being where I'm at now from where I came from, where I grew up and how I grew up. And, you know, Ken joined me in the pat on the back, but he stopped a little bit earlier than I did to say that, uh, I could be a lot more. Like I'm, I'm, I'm holding myself back by clinging on to that past and deciding that I've in a way done enough, or at least I'm further than I should be. So I can chill out a little bit and I can let the, the fear of breaking through new comfort zones take over and hold me back. And that, and that is what it is. It's just, it's comfortable where I'm at right now. Have you ever been, I don't know what it's like where you live, but I live in a small town USA, right? Like seven, who I went to. Uh, 2,000 people, 40 kids in the class, or 2,000 people in town, 40 kids in the class, all these surrounding areas, you know, 7,000, 3,000, 5,000. But you kind of grow up and you, you go from bar to bar in, in each town away. And you've ever walked into a bar, you got this one particular one here, and you sit down and you got the guys there from 1980, still sitting at that bar stool, talking about how he threw that varsity, that homecoming pass, and was the varsity king, uh, varsity. Player of the year at Homecoming Kings. He's reliving his past over and over and over, but he's never moved past that thing. That was his biggest accolade in life. And he stayed in his town playing small. He stayed. He never married that girl that he said he was going to do. He's overweight. He's sitting at the bar, but he's still reliving this thing over and over and over. Too many men start justifying their actions off of what they did versus what they're being able to be capable of doing, right? So you should pat yourself on the back. I'm not comparing you to that guy, but if you take from that and put it in your, your story, you should be able to pat yourself a little bit on the back, but understand your 40% is better than most people's 100%. Why are you playing small? Right? What, what, is it, what is the story? What is the scare? What is the fear tactic you're playing on yourself that is keeping you from whatever it is you want? And I share that with you because I had to do the same thing. Man, I didn't, it, my third business, my third multi million dollar business. And it took me losing the other two to realize, hey, maybe, just maybe, you actually know what you're doing. Right? All the way, it didn't matter that I made almost $100 million. I thought I got lucky. I could have relived on it. Here's what I did. Here's, here's how I lived my life. I'm the man back then, but I'm never going to do anything. And how many people do you know that do that? I don't want to be that way. If there's any listeners out there or even you guys, like, you don't have to be that way. Today, the old you can die and you can start a whole new, every day in the blank page, man, a whole new life can start today. So, yeah, it, stop looking at your past as your glory days and start looking at your future as your glory days, right? And my best my best days are to come, I think. Yeah, any, I any understand. <laughs> any one of us can easily right now stop where we're at, probably made it further than we've ex- we expected we would or that we should have, could stop right now and become a uh, homeboy in the jean jacket at the bar. <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> easily. I mean, very easily. Like you know, Nate, we got a big old podcast, buddy. We're fam- we're kind of famous in, <laughs> yeah. in uh, small circles. Yes, very small. <laughs> we could go to any HVAC, plumbing, electrical uh, industry convention, and like six people would know who we were <laughs> in the in the United States. Yeah. So what's your what's your most 
um, what's your proudest case? And, you know, if you can't name a name, no problem. Just make one up. But what is your, your biggest accomplishment other than yourself, obviously, with a client that you took on? Man, it's, it's interesting, right? So, obviously, I am my I am my best asset, and I am my number one favorite one because I get to redesign it. What's cool about the way that I do, like, this come, like the way that I'm, the kind of company I set up right now, I live it every day. So, the people that come in, they get to watch the metamorphosis of the man. I'm not the same guy that I was eight years ago, and I won't be the same guy in eight years. So, first and foremost, I take a lot of pride in my journey, and I thank myself for doing it. But then if I look it down in specific type of things, I would say that Ken from a financial standpoint and a weight loss standpoint was probably one of the biggest results we had. We've got a couple of guys that lost over hundred pounds. I don't think anyone's been able to amass the financial fortune that he has yet. I'm going to beat him. No, so hopefully listen to that. Listen to that. I'm going to smoke him. <laughs> I just texted him. Um, don't, worry. <laughs> don't worry. I'll tell him the same thing. And uh, I got time on my hands. Everybody side. Uh, so he, he obviously was for sure. And he honestly became one of my friends really, really fr- good friends. He came to my house and we had a party again. I've been to his place a bunch of times and for sure he was it. Now on the other side, in a relationship, um, dude, there's this, this guy that was so afraid of love. I'm not going to share his name. He also owns an HVAC company and he was so afraid of love and I believe his other wife, it was just, it was just toxic, right? But he didn't love himself. He, he couldn't love his kids. He was just, he was just stuck. What, what does that look like to be afraid of love and unable to love like your kids? Well, I can tell you for me what that looks like. That will be another hour and a half long conversation, but I did not believe I was worthy of love. I did not deserve love. I was told, I never was told I was, I love you. Um, by like my dad or anything like that. Um, my mom was not super awesome to me through every relationship that I went to. I was seeking validation from buying people things because that's how I got love. I mentioned that earlier on here. If I just buy you something, if I do something for you, you will love me in return. I'm going to work for love. Um, it wasn't until I met Kendra, which is my wife, that she told me this, these words. She said, I love heart. I, remember I said I ghosted her for two weeks. She said, I love heart. I will love you back more than you love me. I'm like, I don't even know how to love. I don't even know how to hug you. Sure, I could have sex with you, right? Like that's, that's, that's easy. But I don't know how to actually be a man. I don't know how to actually love myself. So we t- you brought that up, Nate. How do you do it? I had to figure out, like, how do I love myself? And it's the most foreign thing because love is actually trust, right? Love is trust, communication. Love is connection. Love is purpose. Love is power. Love is life. Love is all these different things. What it looks like is being able to understand that you are lovable. Like you are lovable. Regardless of whatever things you did, whatever your past was, or as much self-hatred you have for yourself, like you got to get yourself to a spot where you're ready to open and receive it as foreign as it is. Like I can hug her now, but literally I was like the stick man. Like she would hug me and I'd be like, what what am I doing? This is weird, right? The act, being intimate, that was not even real. Like we could have more conversation. I could talk for hours on this stuff, guys. Like, Intimacy isn't just sex, right? That, sex is easy. I, I love my love my wife. She's she's attract. I'm attracted to her. She's hot. Like I enjoy that. The part of actually understanding what gets that for you, I didn't get because I didn't get how to love me. I, I didn't think I was worthy of it. And a lot of the stuff comes straight up. I mean, this is not complex. So it, it comes straight up from understanding at the core that you want to be loved. You want to be different. 
you have to forgive yourself of all the passions, forgive yourself of all the stuff, and you have to be the man that you want to be. Nate, you said you're an introvert. You might like to be an introvert. Be the best introvert you can be. Right? Love yourself for it. Challenge Pick accepted. all these good things about yourself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right? You don't have to change. This is the cool thing about it. You don't have to change anything. I'm on a quest to, to change the world. Therefore, I have to be continuously like adapting to change and creation of a new man for me because I, I like to explore myself. You guys listening to this, maybe someone else out there is like, you know, I don't really want that, but I just want to feel that love. A little bit. You can't be loved unless you love yourself. And my wife is standing over here, actually, as I'm doing this, she's actually standing here naked in the other room right now. Um, as I'm actually doing in this conversation, <laughs> she will tell you today that I struggle with loving myself, but not loving her anymore. I've got better at loving myself. Really freaking good at loving her. But I couldn't do it if I didn't start loving myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, man, the, the incremental gains. I, I love that so much. You know, we're we're not born to be stagnant. We're not born to go backwards. We need to be moving forwards. And you know, you've you've made a literally a career out of your own personal development, which is awesome and also horrifying at the same time because you're you're exposed right you can put up the front you're a good speaker you're you're obviously good on video and all these things and so like i would think the tendency or the temptation for you would be to continue developing the surface level stuff that everybody sees and talks about and congratulates you and says oh mark you know that last speech that you gave it was so impactful but then to stop somewhere along the way, stop actually applying that to your own life. And, and you get so good at doing it that nobody can see you. All they know is that like you're inspirational and, and like this, this is working and it may really be working for other people, but somewhere along the line, you've stopped doing it for yourself. And to be in that position, like that's such a, a discipline that I imagine that you have to live in to continuously, like you did this past weekend, continuously invest back into yourself because you can't just be satisfied at what most people's most people's 150% looks like what you're doing right now. And so you're already way above their development of emotional levels and financial levels and, and family and faith and all these things. And so they look at you and say, Mark, this is amazing. You're doing so amazing. How do you stop yourself from like becoming satisfied with where you are? Dude, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I just spent... I have a coach. He cost me, it was going to be $500,000. That's how much I was going to invest in him for 2023. I ended up paying the whole 400000 up front, so I got to save 100000 I invested $400,000 into myself for 2023 to continue to do one thing, die and be reborn. Yeah. So, so he, and he's, you know, he's, I've had actually bigger results than him in a shorter amount of time, yet he understands the man. And someone needs to hold me accountable. But to go back to that question that you were you were saying, yes, there's a lot of people that'll feed my ego. There's a lot of people that'll tell me that I'm great. At the core, and my wife will probably say this for you, I'm actually too humble for what I've done. I I continuously stay true to me every day to try to build myself, and I don't even I sometimes forget what I'm actually amassed. I'm a little bit different, but so you asked how that happened. I didn't feed my ego or my bank account, even though they both got fed. I continue to feed myself with truth. And the truth is, I'm not where I want to be. 
financially, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. I'm not in my relationship, even though I love her to death. I know where I want her to wake up every day. I know what I want it to look like. I know what I want our bedroom to look like. And I think about it every day, right? And why am I saying that to you? It's because it's a constant state of evolution. Why would you sit on this earth to be the same? I like to watch football and like to do that stuff too, right? But there's 24 hours in a day. Every day I'm trying to make continuous improvement on myself. So back to what you just said right there. If you have a circle that you that just continuously trying to blow smoke up your butt, like literally trying to make you feel good about what you've done, they're probably the wrong people to keep around. You need truth tellers. I don't have a lot of those around my life, so I paid an absorbent amount of money to go to have that. And my wife obviously can't be my – she can't be my coach. She needs to be my lover. She needs to be my best friend. She needs to be my, my, my ride or die, right? So you ask how I do it. I, I, I charge a fraction of what I pay into myself, and then I touch a lot of life in the most simplistic form. I'm on a quest to be great. The quest to be great is something that I think everybody likes romantically, <clears throat> but practically that's where the rubber hits the road, right? So we've all read stories and watched movies of men who've turned into greatness, uh, whether it was from something to nothing or, you know, nothing to something or from something to something greater. But when you, when, when you start at looking at your own self, you know, that's when the doubts set in and that's when the excuses take root. Doubt in yourself as, as being able, doubt in yourself as being willing or worthy, doubt in yourself as having the abilities, the skills, the resources to do so. What do you find is the most common state of mind that people come to you in? And, and how do you begin coaching from there? Fearful of themselves. Just basically, just that. they literally just come in fearful. Fearful they're going to lose everything. Fearful they don't know what to do. And fearful they're going to be exposed. They come in with just liars back to the court. Um, I wanted I wanted to take it just a little bit different of a direction. To you, to me, forget me for a minute. To you, Brian, to all of your listeners on there, to the six people that recognize you at the HVAC conference, there's not <laughs> one thing. <laughs> there's not one thing that I can do that you can't. Understand that, right? I'm not talking about maybe, maybe we have different skill sets and job and things like that. But when it comes to creating your life, not my neighbor across the street that's a tree climber or he owns a tree business, not to my employees that work for me, not to people above me or below me or a guy at McDonald's. Every person that gets up every day has been gifted and granted the opportunity to breathe today, right? What you do with that gift is completely up to you. So a guy's coming to me, that's great. Yeah, they come to me, they're beat down. But this isn't about those guys. This is about everybody out there understanding at fundamental core level today, you can do whatever you want with it. It's such a simple, it's literally so simple that as human beings, we do not accept it. We think it needs to be complicated. We allow those stories. We allow those lies. We allow those self-limiting beliefs, those exaggerations of the truth, the lies of omission to set in and keep you playing small. I don't know if you believe in God or if you don't. It doesn't matter to me. But you're not just put here to just be. Abundance is around, right? I'm not going like some life, hippy-dippy life coach. I'm literally telling you that the amount of money you want is available to you. We live in the greatest country in the world. In the greatest time in the world. Even though it's kind of jacked up in politics right now, and there's some recessions up going on, this is when the weak get exposed. 
as they get weak, you pick up, you put the work in, you do one more rep, you go another day, you work on Saturday, you work on Sundays, you do the nine hours, the 16 hours of self-development. You make a commitment to yourself, and that's what's missing at the core. Like the lack of commitment to being great is a lot of work. I had a conversation with a guy that's going to join me in my one-on-one yesterday. He's scared of, he has 200 employees, pretty big organization. He knows he could have 2,000. That level of greatness is going to require him to take and face some responsibilities that he could never fathom. Therefore, he's scared out of his mind. He's got more money than me. He's bigger than me. Yet he comes to me because he said exactly what you said a couple minutes ago. I have that faith I've locked in. That doesn't mean I don't struggle at night. That doesn't mean I don't tell my wife today they want to burn down my business. I hate everything about her life. That is what this karmic loop of life is about. Like it, It's over. It's repeated. You get to decide every day to just be whatever you want. I have days I lose. I have days I win. Some days I have a lot more darker days than I have light days. It pisses me off. I get frustrated. I want to quit, but I don't. So at that level that you're talking about to these people out there, literally you need to never quit on yourself. No matter how hard it is. Back to I am a comeback. I am a comeback. Not about alcohol. Not about drugs. Not about lying. Not about any of those things that we talked about. Look at the words on paper and write them down. It's a statement of power. It's an acceptance of mind, an acceptance of speech and belief that you will not be driven to the darkness because life happened to you, you happened to it. I can go on and on, guys, about my, my coaching. But <laughs> if we weren't going to stop you. No. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great way to wrap things up. I know we've kept you quite a bit over, uh, over the time we had allotted, so... Maybe Nate will, will get those scissor hands out and make two episodes out of this for, for me, which would be awesome. Um, so if people want to get a hold of you, check out the program, uh, get it, get a $150,000 a year job or they don't have to work for three months. Uh, how do they get a hold of you? Mark? <laughs> Yo, it's uh, the best way to do it is I am a comeback.com. If you guys want to share that, that's our, that's our link. Um, we got a couple of different things on there. Uh, that takes you to the coaching, the phone numbers, my apparel side, there's a lot of guys that might want to buy hats. I have a not lying hat, which is one of our big sellers. People like to wear that thing. It's like an identity of truth. But uh, yeah, I am a comeback.com. I'm, honestly, I'm not the guy you get a hold of. I've got a full team of people that you can get with, but that's the best way to find us. So, Mark, as, as we bring it in for a landing here, uh, we heard who you are, and we also heard why you are. Where are you going, man? Bro, if I shared with you right now what I wrote this weekend, where I am right now today, you'd be like, this guy is a psycho. Um, but I can tell you where I'm going right now as far as with the business and what we're doing. My plan and my mission is to help impact millions and millions of lives. I know that sounds great. A lot of people say it, but I have a path and a blueprint to do it. We're looking at being the number one organization for business and leaders with my coaching to make an impact to go help other people. That's how I'm going to be able to mass the millions of people. From a financial standpoint, the goal this year is super simple. We're trying to hit $50 million with all, all revenues of what we do. Why do I share that with you? Because the right guy will be attracted to that message. They're going to understand it. But as a man where I'm going, I'm going to be the greatest grandfather ever. I'm going to be the greatest husband that I can be today. I'm going to be the greatest father. As we go through this journey right now today, we're in, we have my own life going on. My, my son, who his, his birth mom, is actually dying any day of cancer right now. And he has his other mom here. So we are navigating things 
on top of leading this to the front. I'm going to do everything I did today, tomorrow, to the next day to amass multiple just homes for my wife on different beaches, vacations that are unfathomable, friendships that are great, the body of my dreams, the sex of my dreams. That's where I'm going. Love it, man. Mark Jennison of I Am A Comeback. It has been a privilege to have you on today. Make sure that you check him out, his resources. You've been both inspiring and challenging, Mark, and we've really appreciated having you on. I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. I hope this was, uh, hope this resonates with somebody out there. I hope you guys got something for it. And I just, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share, uh, share hours of my time. It was, uh, everything we hoped it would be. And I'll be in touch with you here shortly. Thanks a lot, Mark. All right, guys. Take care. Whew. That was, uh, <laughs> that was a good podcast and that got a lot deeper than our typical one, but man, was it worth it? And I hope that you felt the same way too. Uh, Mark is clearly a man of great intention and aspiration, and I love how he gets so real so quickly. He cuts through the crap, and he just goes straight at it. And you know what? We all need that. Um, No matter where you are, no matter what your life is, we all need somebody like that in our lives. I hope that you have some accountability people who are trying to hold you to a higher standard. I hope you're holding yourself to a higher standard. And you know what? Maybe it's time for you to jump into something like this with I Am A Comeback and uh, set that up as an actual piece of your life moving forward. Mark Jennison has been a privilege to have on the show, and we're so grateful. I hope that you found this podcast really not only insightful for you personally, uh, but also considering the relationships, the family, the finances, faith, and fitness, and everything else in your life, and how that uh, is all intertwined with our past and our current decisions and what we're doing. So much to unpack in this episode And I hope that you've really enjoyed listening to it like I have. Uh, We want to leave you now with our challenge as uh, Mark has already done quite a bit of challenge himself, but we want you to do what he is talking about. And a big part of that is to choose to wake up every single morning and waste no day.